The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Today's edition of Neo Reality Collective is brought to you by Anchor.fm, a free distribution service podcasting hosting platform that allows you to record your podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so much more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor.fm app or go to Anchor.fm to get started today. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Welcome everyone to Neo Reality Collective Reviews. And while we should be talking about Inferno, and don't worry, we will this week, uh, I wanted to go and dip my toes a little bit in the Star Wars universe after so long. And that is not the Book of Boba Fett, it is instead the Star Wars comic book event, Crimson Rain which is actually part two of a trilogy by Charles Soleil, which is focusing on Crimson Dawn that showed up in the event War of the Bounty Hunters, where the character from Basolo, a Star Wars story, Kira, uh, returned and is in charge of the Crimson Dawn faction since Darth Maul's dead. And they initially promised us that there was going to be a big surprising moment that's going to change the face of the Star Wars universe forever and all that yada 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 BS because unless they're going to go ahead and have Han Solo return earlier than intended, which they're not, then I would have actually believed them. But that's not what happened. Instead, we got the same, same thing. We're going to have a big crossover event. It's going to promise this. We're not getting that promise. And... Well, we got more of the, uh, we gotta go ahead and tie into the sequel trilogy and whatnot. Thus revealing the Knights of Ren are during the Empire Strikes Back time period with the leader Ren, who will be killed by Kylo Ren, and therefore I do not care, and whatnot, about the Star Wars continuity because we have to justify the sequel trilogy somehow even though no one wants to see it anymore. Or at least a vast majority of people. This is part of the three-part event saga that Charles Soleil has started up, where he's going to have Crimson Dawn take, become the next big threat, well, since Thrawn's kind of out of the picture for a while, for at least before Mandalorian, if I had to guess. And the comic book is basically focusing on Kira and, well, the Crimson Dawn group as they start to ascend more to their state of power and become what will eventually become the, quote, Hidden Empire. Which makes you wonder how on earth did this even make it so far as in terms of, uh, how does Snoke make it this far? How, how will the First Order even happen if there's going to be another empire on the other side of the Unknown Regions? But, yeah, I, I, I'm questioning that. But, yeah, the Knights of Ren are in here, so naturally I was kind of sad about that because I was thinking, cool group, ultimately goes out really weakly in Rise of Skywalker, and 
not real and what was what was suggested in episode eight is not what we're getting from any of the epi episode nine or what we get in the subsequent tie-ins so yeah Lady Kira, who was the movie character, is now transitioned to the comic book world, and I'm just that guy wondering, wait, why isn't this a series, like an animated series, where we focus, where we name the entire series Crimson Rain, and focus on Lady Kira and, well, the Crimson Dawn as they ascend to power, and have an animated series, a long-form animated series, like The Clone Wars, one, the, the first three the first season or two being the war of the bounty hunters the next season next two seasons being crimson rain and then Crim and then we got hidden empire or crimson empire as seasons as the last two seasons like we could get a six season structure on this and two seasons each for each story arc that's at least how i saw it how they could have done it but then so they said we gotta make this a comic book because disney doesn't want content on their streaming platform so, yeah, I don't know. So, we got all this intrigue and whatnot, and, well, we're going to go and access this event. And But, before we do that, uh, I would like to say that Lady Kira, like I was, when I heard Kira was in War for the Bounty, War of the Bounty Hunters, I was like, okay, you have my interest a little bit, but I had no really strong opinions with Solo, a Star Wars story. I was more along the lines thinking, okay... Um, Darth Maul's in it, that, that's cool, but I, I kind of didn't really care about much of anything else. I was more, like, indifferent. But, but Darth Maul being in there was awesome, and they're making an animated series focusing on Crimson Dawn's formation under Darth Maul, and then they will go to Lady Kira when she takes over, when Maul gets killed off in the subsequent Rebels event. Uh, yeah. So, this is Crimson Rain Issue 1, and we're off to the races after these commercial breaks. We'll be back, ladies and gentlemen. And we're off to the races with Crimson Rain. After the fall. Oh, spoilers! How am I supposed to know if Palpatine loses or not in Episode 6? Here, I'll activate it for you. This doesn't look like the other ones. Well, it's definitely a holocron of some kind, but I've never seen another like it. It responds to... well, you'll see. It'll answer your questions, though. I know it did for me. You have accessed this recording using the light side. The dark side would suffice. The force is the force to my mind. Would you hear the same tale if you reached out from the shadow? Who can say? That is more about you than me. This is the story of a woman named Lady Kira, grew up on the scrum rat in the sewers of Corella. Trapped in a fray, she used her skill, cunning, and will to rise to great heights to rule a group called Crimson Dawn. When she found them, they were killers, liars, thieves, led by a monster. They remained those things under her hand, but she gave them something, something the monster had not. She gave them abyss. Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, a grand ambition, the achievement of which would give the people of Crimson Dawn what they most desired while changing the galaxy for the better. Kira's planned and schemed to prepare, but most importantly, she searched, 
for those few special people in the galaxy with skill, power, and will to help her make her dream a reality. In time, she found them, and when all was ready, the cards dealt, the weapons primed, the engines fueled, she brought them together. The Knights of Ren, who will definitely not go out like bitches in The Rise of Skywalker. Shanta, Sha, and the Orphans, who will probably never be seen again at the least two-part event. Death Stick, the drug that somehow took human form. Margo and Trina, Kira's closest advisors within the Dawn. Myself as well. I have a name, but most simply call me what I am, the Archivist. And when we were there, standing before her on her great, beautiful ship, the Vermilion, she told us the truth. Oh, and there was someone named Ocean of Bastoon. I know a secret. A secret that will rock your very mind. All of you know it too. That is why you are here. Very few people understand the true nature of the galaxy. That it is a prison, and all of its inhabitants are prisoners. And for the reason for that, the reason for is one word. It is the name of our fear. It is the name of our chains. The word is Sith. They are an ancient order, masters of the dark side. I learned about them from the one who ruled Crimson Dawn before me. His name was Maul. And the name doesn't really sound as intimidating when you remove the Darth. For a time, he was one of them. Darth Maul, apprentice to the only other Sith in the galaxy. There are only ever two. At his side, he learned of their mysteries, their power, and their eternal ambition. Then he died and was reborn. Not uncommon for the Sith, from what I know, embracing their true self seems to bring with it a great pain and great change. But he was no longer truly a Sith. Like so many of you, he was used, and when he was no longer useful, he was discarded. That is what the Sith do. They take, and then they throw away. This should be the structure of power in the galaxy. An endless mountain range, many peaks, none dramatically higher than the other. The people who live on them free to climb as high as they can, and all those centers of power contending with and compromising with the other. But the galaxy is not like this. Under the Sith, it is a pyramid. Everyone climbing to the same place, pushing others down so they can ascend. And at its peak, someone waits, ready to destroy anyone who would dare approach. The only truly free person in the entire galaxy. Emperor Palpatine, his name, his Sith name, is Darth Sidious. The name of his apprentice is Darth Vader. They are the two most powerful people in the galaxy. They must die so the galaxy can live. So, yeah, she has formed a conclave group, which, you know, should theoretically go badly since conclaves in Star Wars never seem to work out, but in this case, this is forming a new new new. Okay, so basically the idea is that, hey, what if we made the rebellion Basically, a violent criminal organization group, and not a libertarian, uh, not a liberty republic freedom force. Instead, uh, let's make a rebellion that is all about the corruption, the crimes, the organizations, the syndicates, court, mafia politics, basically. So we get our title: Star Wars Crimson Reign. 
Pod 1, The Orphans. We have written by Charles Soule, all art by Steve Cummings, colored by Guru EFX, lettered by VCs Travis Lehem. We have various cover arts by Lionel Francis Yu. If I butchered those names, I am terribly sorry. And Lady Kira announces to her to her allies, I have gathered us together because we are some of the few who know the secret. In a galaxy of countless living unique beings, one man decides how we all live and die. A Sith. He will take what he wants from us now and forever. He stole your pride, your ambition. To the leader of the Knights of Red, damn right he did. Your love, your hope, your identity, your vision, your legacy. None of us are good, and some of us are worse than others. I do not trust you, and you should not trust me. But we are all wanting the same thing. That means we can work together. Maul had a plan to destroy Sidious, but was killed before he could see it through. I will not make his mistakes. I have the Sith artifacts he collected, and more I have found on my own. I had the knowledge I gleaned from his aggravated mutterings. Always two there are. Yes, yes. Always two. And most importantly, I will not be doing it alone. I have all of you. Whether you seek profit or knowledge or freedom or justice, my plan will bring it to you. We can all get what we want. Just do your jobs, play your part, and we will achieve something extraordinary. We will all be free. Now... Let's us begin. We shall be the greatest threat to the galaxy until everyone forgets about us 30 years later. Black Sun Frigate, Dark Path. Lord Gilert, lovely of you to come down to Hangar to meet me yourself. Of course, Lady Kira. Percy is about the only law to respect, but you brought your guards, and so I know did you. Being courteous does not make me a fool. Is Crimson Dawn's reputation among the syndicates truly so terrible? I would say Crimson Dawn's reputation is deserved, but that is what always made you people useful. Come, we will drink and talk. You requested this meeting, Lady Kira? What does Crimson Dawn wish with Black Sun? That business on Jakera was important. To reintroduce my galaxy, my organization to the galaxy after so long, but it was also a bit remote. I wanted to personally communicate a few, few, few key points to you and your people. First, Crimson Dawn has no designs on Black Sun's territory, business, contacts, or well, we are not in competition with you. <laughs> I'd like to see you try. No, you most certainly would not. Trust me. But war would be wasteful. The galaxy is huge, plenty of room for all of us. You do what you do, we'll do what we do. Which is... Stop teasing it out, woman. If you have an offer, uh, make it. Forgive me, Lady Lord Geroot. For me, it's an anticipation of the thing, always. Crimson Dawn wishes to remain small, lean. We want to offer services to the larger syndicates, precise, important tasks. We have contacts you can only dream of. If there is something you need to know, a discreet depth, come to us. This would be an exclusive arrangement? Of course not. We will work for anyone who can afford us, but that will be a select group, and we will never disclose any tasks you ask us to complete. 
Our complete neutrality is the best guarantee of our discretion and of our own success. And if we were to start taking sides, we will make enemies. But if everyone uses us and comes to need us, then no one will destroy us. We believe Crimson Dawn can be essential. I'm sure you do. Nothing's wrong with a healthy estimation of one's abilities, but as a courtesy and of a taste, let me provide a piece of valuable information. You saw what the Huts did above Jenkara. They attacked the Imperial flagship. Of course they did in front of all of us, the fools. Everyone saw it. Rumor has it that Vader executed the entire Hut Council as punishment. That's true, but that's not all. My Imperial contacts tell me Emperor Palpatine was furious at the Hut's betrayal. For years, the Hutts enjoyed a special relationship with the Empire. They enjoyed protecting the status in their sector. Meanwhile, on the Pike Syndicate, in exchange for performing valuable services for the Empire outside the bounds of Imperial law, the deal has been in place for decades. But now, after the Hut Council attacked them, meanwhile, in the Claire of Papa Torel, we hear the Empire's reconsidering. They're looking for a new partner. It won't be Crimson Dawn. Ah, so they're telling them everybody this. So that means they'll slaughter each other to the letter. We have no interest in the demands of direct partnership with the Empire. We're small and want to stay small. We don't have the infrastructure. But if there was ever a time to make a play for an organization with a larger footprint, it could be quite an opportunity. Well, that is interesting. And then we get this reference. Pass it along to Prince Zor. Zizor, or whatever, I'm pretty sure I butchered that name. But you're probably remembering, wait, who, wait, I heard that name before. Ah, yes, you have. He's from the Star Wars Legends timeline, and you know, Shadows of the Empire, which was the War for the Bounty Hunters event, but Shadows of the Empire. So, yeah, they're, they're recanonizing more of the Legends timeline, and all I'm thinking is, can I read the Legends timeline? Can we see more of the Legends timeline again? And, like, I, I know the new canon stuff is what you're going for, but you do realize you have a multiverse stuff you can do. You have it with Marvel, you have it with DC. Can't you just do a multi three timelines with Star Wars? Just remember us when the credits start rolling in. Meanwhile, about Tantooine, remember, no survivors. We need to leave zero clues. We're just gonna roll up and murder everyone, Kenneth? Our target is a Black Sun Smash processing lab. They're tweaking the formula to make it more powerful, more addictive, and effective on new species. Everyone there, from the scientists to the guards, knows exactly what they're trying to do. I'll shed no tears for people like that seer. I guess that does make it a little simpler, yeah. Question, unrelated. What did Kira refer to when she started that Sith stole your love and hope? I was wondering if any of you would ask. Fissures, you be you bright. You know how I call the group the orphans? It's not just to sound tough. Of course not. It is literal. Well, I am the last factory line. Seer's parents died long ago. Amra vexes my parents technically could be alive, but I haven't seen them since I was too young to remember. Right, but it's not just you. We're all orphans here. Darth Vader killed my parents right in front of me. I had to swear an oath to him. I... I swear I will take no revenge. Nothing happened here today. Nothing at all. Had to just let it lie. I said those words because my parents wanted me to live, but my heart died the moment I watched Vader cut them open. 
way I figure it, oaths end when you do. My heart died and I've been hunting Vader ever since. I became even one of the Emperor's pets operatives, thinking it could get me close. Didn't work, and I never saw Vader again. What I could do alone, maybe I could do a cure as uh, we'll see. Query related. Based on this information, our team should should be named simply the Orphans. Or we keep it how it is, Lady Bright. Because I'm the boss and you guys are the crew, and that's the way it is. Focus up, everyone! I am the Supreme Leader! No, that's actually taken. Uh, that's gonna be taken 30 years from now, and it's gonna be a puppet government. Uh, also, why are you talking like HK47? Everyone loves HK47. Stop talking like him. We got a job to do. Look at this! Two nice ladies and a droid! Correction, three nice ladies. Don't know if you're lost or something or looking for something in particular, but you should turn around and find somewhere else. Ain't no help for you here either. And they're really shot. Or for you. Alright, bound to be a lot of guards. I'll draw them out. Fear, you and I will take out anyone who gives away their position. Late right, you start torching the place. Roger, Roger. Hey, I'm here to take everything you got. Thought it'd be nice to give you smash stealing, life stealing, unfeeling bastards advance notice. We jammed your comms, no help's coming. You think you could stop me? Give it your best shot. Don't mind if I do. And she presses a button when they fire. It's a bubble shield that allows her to deflect the blasters and hit everybody. You locked in here? Oh yeah, targets galore. Chantha, you handle the platforms. I'll handle the ones at the ground level. Oh, wee! And the droid starts torching the place. Seer, Chantha, we got a problem. Talk to me, Emra. Uh, got a couple of black sun braves trying to leave the nest. Two transports. They'll accelerate into orbit and jump away the second they get out of the gravity well. I can't get them both. Don't have enough time before they'll be out of range. Blast it. Seer, you need to get get to the get to the shorter couple of ships that are trying to escape. Go now. If they get into hyperspace, we failed. On it, boss. Huh. This per then this fellow orphan pulls out a very special bullet, locks it into his gun, into their gun, fires it into the sky, and it somehow hits the ship. Gotcha. I am the best shooter in the galaxy. I managed to shoot a ship without even looking. They just destroyed the other transport. What are we waiting for? Uh, go to light speed and get us out of here. We don't have enough distance from the planet yet, boss. Entering hyperspace here could kill us. We've already calculated the route. Just give it a few more set and they got killed. Caught them just in time, Katha. Uh, I'll come back down. Help you and leave right finish up. Don't worry about us here. We're doing our final sweep. This place is done. Only thing left to do is to take some pretty pictures. It did not take long for Black Sun to notice the loss of their hidden facility. The research done there was important to Prinzor's future plans. Yes, like... We don't know. It's not the Legends timeline, so we know that's not going to be the case. Lord Giruti he insisted on receiving daily reports. Lord Giruti, uh... When the Lothal smash lab didn't check in, we sent a patrol team to see what was happening. It, it, it's gone. It, it's burned to ash. What? Who did it? Who would dare? Uh, who would dare? Has anyone claimed responsibility? No, not yet. But a few hours ago, 
This popped on the shadow feeds. No source, no one claiming responsibility. Whoever did did this didn't want it to be about them. They wanted to send a message to the galaxy about us. Black Sun is in the eclipse? Yes, I can read. They're calling us weak. Naturally, we will respond with great vigor. So they left some signs that basically said, nah, 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 we're the Eclipse. None of the other crime syndicates wanted to claim this because they know we would eradicate them. Could be any one of them, which means we need to send a message of our own. It means the most logical deduction that we have to make from this, we have to fight them all. Yeah, let's battle each other, slaughter each other the dozens. The orphans continued their work, sowing havoc among the syndicates, never allowing themselves to be seen, leaving few survivors. Operating in an atmosphere of dread and distrust, none of the syndicates knew who to blame, so they blamed each other. Their suspicion is stoked by the whispers of Crimson Dawn. Not just from the messages from Lady Kira, Margo, and Trina, but confirmation from within their own ranks, double agents under the control of Dawn. The story was always the same. The Empire was about to end their deal with the Huts and would choose the strongest syndicate to replace them, or perhaps just the only one left. Before long, they were fighting each other, burning their resources, disrupting the normal rhythms of criminal activity in the galaxy. It was disorder in a galaxy ruled by one who valued order above all else and would take extreme measures to preserve it. Meanwhile, on Coruscant, the Imperial Palace, and so as the syndicates went to war, Emperor Palpatine took notice. As he's sitting, convening with all the other politicians, delegates, it's uh, his that ambassador who has a staff all the time, along with some Imperial officers, there's, we get more. He was displeased. He took action. Inform Lord Vader that he is required. Much to everyone's freaking out state, for some reason. Like, the moment he starts speaking, they're just like, <gasps> But the Syndicate War was far from the only plan Kira had set in motion. Meanwhile, the Knights of Ren also had a role to play. Brutish and terrible, but one of the few groups of the dark side practitioners left after Palpatine's purges, and perhaps the only one sufficiently proud, strong, and foolish to directly defy the Sith. <laughs> That's definitely not going to come back to bite them in the ass decades later. Chira was clear. As long as we bring her, bring her what she's looking for, we can take anything else we can carry. Bound to be plenty of good stuff in there, Madrian. I bet, Ren. Better than picking over old ruins hoping to find a kyber crystal somewhere forgot. Chira even gave me a map of places of the place. Access codes, no idea where she got it. But someone who can't touch the shadows, she's an impressive woman. You really think a woman like that would lower herself to someone like you? Plenty of women like to get low, especially the fancy ones, but I'm not going there. One of us would end up dead, we'll keep it strictly business. More opportunity there anyway. This is the biggest job we'll ever pull, no question about it. Fortress Vader. We'll be legends. I don't, I just don't know how we'll do it. So yeah, the Knights of Ren are being told, you're going to steal from Darth Vader and go to his fortress. So if I had to guess, they have a so they have a Twi'lek uh, Knights of Ren officer, and I was expecting that he's gonna die. Along with that child one they we saw in the uh, in the War for the Bounty Hunters event, he has disappeared completely from this. 
The assassins prepared as well, in their own strange way. Ucha Bestun on Sat, sharpening his blade in the dark, but then everything was dark to him now. He lost his way at Etrigal, and had not yet found his way back. Perhaps he never would. I have seen the light. As long as I knew him, he remained a terrified little beast who killed because anyone he murdered could not kill him. His room was paved in corpses. Some were paid by paid for by Kira. I have seen the light. It was so pretty. Devstick was as much as a killer as Orchi. But she was not lost. She was born of the night. Of the night! No, I Batman. How dare you steal my stuff? But she was not lost. No one can be more at home in the dark. Well, except Batman, but he'll have a fit about it. Many in her profession would refuse the target Kira gave her. Deathstick was not bothered at all, revealing her metal jaw. As for my own role, Kira employed me as a general advisor in all matters related to the Force and the Sith. She had gleaned mere scraps from Maul, but to her credit, she knew it. The Kira was never frightened when she did not know something. Her flaws were in other areas. Kira did give me a specific task. A way we might increase our chance of success. We were not the only Sith enemies. Another group fought them for centuries, defeating them more than once. Palpatine destroyed their great order through machinations dark and deep. But Kira was convinced some few had survived his purge. If any could be found, they might serve as powerful allies. And if not allies, ah, hello there, friend as bait, revealing a data log of Master Yoda, the hypocritical Jedi Oath. The conflict among the syndicates is the island away, Lady Kira. The huts are holding back, responding if attacked, but otherwise staying out of it. Jabba is a long game player, Margot. Oh, he knows the Empire isn't considering a new, actually considering a new partner. He'll ride things out on Tatooine, watching as his competitors eat each other. Trina passed the word to Chanacha and her orphans that they can lie low for the time being. They will have a role to play in the future, but for now, they've done their part and then some. I will, Lady Kira. The assassins are next. I will send them after their targets. And reach out to Leia Organa. Tell her I would like to meet. The rebels will play a part in this, whether they want to or not. Whether they even realize it. Kira planned as well as anyone could achieve achieved extraordinary things. An astonishing woman in a thousand ways. You know, this is the story of the fall of Crimson Dawn. I really think this could work. This story is a tragedy. Oh no, a tragedy in Star Wars and everything leads to the nihilistic despair that we got in Episode 9. Oh no, so shocking. I'm like, we all know Palpatine's gonna win this. <laughs> so, yep. That was Crimson Rain, and my god, it was crazy. Basically, the rebellion has, a new rebellion has formed. Basically, it's called the Rebellion of Let's Go Ahead and Be Criminal or Enterprises. And they're now planning to take out as many enemies as possible. I wouldn't be surprised if they had some role to play for episode six that we never saw at this point. I'm pretty sure Hidden Empire is going to be the end game where it takes place after episode 6. I'm like, it'd be kind of weird to have an episode 8 be between episodes 
five and six. It's just weird like when you think that. So I keep thinking it's gonna be the end game for episode after episode six, and then right before the Mandalorian happens. So that's my best prediction on that. But yeah, Crimson Rain number one. It, so despite the obvious predictability where we're going with this, this is a good story. And I would be interested in it. But like I said, the predictability is what really makes me worried on this, how, the, how they're going to go about it. And like I said, the story's predictability isn't a problem for me, typically, especially when I talk about wrestling and all that. But I think the problem for me is that, well... I just hated the sequel trilogy so much that it feels like everyone's doing this for no, for basically it's all pointless. Nothing's going to be achieved. Everything's going to go back to the way things were after the Republic fell. Well, and it's all going to be a nihilistic despair and everyone's going to hate each other and you don't care about anybody. So why should I care about what goes on in the past now? Because the future is all bleak and dead. That's my viewpoint at least. <sighs> If, if episode 9 was more optimistic for me, I probably wouldn't be seeing it like that, but that's how I'm seeing what Disney's presented to us. So anything that is interesting in the past, it's like, well, you already know it's all going to go to hell one way or another, so might as well just go ahead and get the shots ready and pour some for the end, for the end days, and then wait till everyone is asleep, then we can blow it all off. So yeah, Crimson Rain, enough about that despair. Crimson Rain, Charles Soleil, you got hard work ahead of you. Uh, if only we could split this off into another timeline, then we could probably get some unpredictability. But that's a dream at this point, I feel. Unless Dave Filoni and John Favreau decide to change things up with, Man with the Mandalorian combination storyline they're gonna do after all the miniseries and whatnot happens. But we'll see, we'll see. Anyways, the Ariadne Collective reviews is over with. Here, enjoy our final ad, and I am signing off. Here's the outro and the advertisement for today, for today's sponsor. Take care. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels, such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.